Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment automated investment and savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, March 29th, and we are here trying to answer your financial questions. And uh, the biggest question probably is on your mind is, how can I actually join Jill and Mark live for that webinar with Ed Slot that's happening tomorrow night? You still can do it. There is time. You can subscribe to our new service. It's called Jill on Money Live. And this is where you have access to these quarterly live webinars for for 35 bucks. How great is that? If you just want to do this one, it's $10. But I think that 35 is a pretty good deal. So check it out. It's going to be so much fun. I better prep for that, Mark. I mean, I know it's, it really doesn't require me to prep a lot to talk to Ed Slot because he is a wind him up and he just talks kind of guy. But it's going to be so much fun. I have my big areas that I've already been thinking about what I want to talk to him about. Tax season upon us. I should probably reach out to Ed and just confirm that he's good to go. Yeah, that would be good because otherwise we're going to have to, um, we're going to have someone standing in for Ed Slot. Mark, you should do that for sure. Anyway, if you've got a financial question, if you have a tax question, if you have a Roth question, and if you have a reset question, if you are interested in a great money reset and you've already bought the book, The Great Money Reset, and you just need to work it out yourself, well, give us a holler. Just go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air and we can walk you through it. Today, we are talking to Linda, who is talking to us from California. Hi, Linda. How are you? I'm great. Good to be here with you. Well, tell us what's going on. How can we help you out? Yes. So I am planning on retiring in little over a year. And um, as a good student, I've been trying to learn everything I can and prepare so I can actually do this. And I get a little bit of information and I start saying, okay, I'm going to do that. And then I start, wait a minute, is that really what I should be doing? Um, <laughs> wait, uh, but like, wait. I caught a call Jill and Mark. Oh, but, that's good. I'm glad you did. Linda, how old are you? I am 56. 56. You're very young to think about retirement. What do you, what do, you do? Do you have a job with a big fat pension? I do. <sighs> I, 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 tell I, me about it. Tell I, me about I, it, baby. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm in education, so I will next year I will have 30 years in in education. So wow, and what will your pension be? My pension, um, if I start pulling it um, when I retire in June of 24, will be uh, just over $10,000 a month pre-tax. Wow. Is there an incentive to wait? Well, you know, it's, yes, the pension is based on years of service, your income, and an age factor. So Uh, what's like the magic, like where you're real, like if you were to wait till, I don't know, what's the next um, hurdle, like 62 or 60, what, what, where does it start to really look different? Well, it goes up every year um, between now and 62, if I, if I waited. And so that really one of my questions that I'm struggling with is, um, so if I, if I wait one more year. I just on the age factor, my pension would go up just over $8,000 for the year. Oh my God. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So if you're telling me you, you retire next year, right? But you wait and pull the trigger instead of pulling this at June, 2024, that you're, you wait until June of 25, you're telling me that it's another 666. It's like instead of 10,000 and change, it's like $10,700 a month. Correct. Do you happen to have the number at age 62, just out of curiosity? Um, You know, I've looked at that and I'm like, I just can't do it that much longer. (laughs) Okay. 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 Put it out of my head. I'm like, okay. 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 But do you have to be working or do you just have to wait until you actually tap it? Well, if I was working, then two of the factors would go up, right? Because my years of service would increase. So it would go up even more if I worked one more year. But if you retire next year, but don't touch it till 62, it still increases every year? Yes. That's the number I like to know. What does it look like at 62? Like, does it go from 10,000 to to 13,000? That's what I want to know. Right. I'm, I'm inter- I think it's worth getting the number just so we have a frame of reference, but we're not going to do it on based on that. Let's just talk about what you have now. Okay. And, and are you married? Are you single? What's your story? Uh, I am single. Mm-hmm. Do you have kids? I, I have one daughter. Yes. Uh, how old? 23. Launched? Needs help? What? Um, she is starting grad school in a couple of months. So. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. That was already, it sounded expensive to you, but I hope not. Uh, is it being paid for by someone else? I have saved $36,000 to help her. Oh um, and, and, and trying to on track to save another $36,000 this year. And then she's going to take out loans for the rest. Wait a second. How much money do you earn Linda? I earn about $180,000 a year. And how much money is in your retirement plans? Like uh, whether they're Roth or pre-tax, what, what have you saved on that 180? Um, so I, I have a 403B that mm-hmm. by retirement, if if the market doesn't continue to tank, I should have about $250,000 in that. Mm-hmm. I do have liquid um, about $332,000 which is separate from the $36,000 I have saved for her um, okay. college. Um, I do also have some rental properties. Oh, hold it. Mark, rental properties. Did you get that? 
let's let me do let me go back before I do our rental properties. Your primary residence, how much would you say it's worth? Just guess. Uh, about a million. Is there a mortgage outstanding on it? I, I owe two hundred and eighteen thousand. Do you happen to know the interest rate? Three point one two five. Okay, great. Now let's do the rental property T's plural rental property number one. How much is it worth? Well, let me explain that. I, I have one rental property that's mine. Yeah. Uh, that I own solely, and that's um, worth about nine hundred thousand. Holy cow! What's the um, mortgage on that? Zero. Oh, brother. Okay. How much does that after management or expenses of this? What is that cash flow to you? Uh, about two thousand dollars a month. That's not that much, considering it's a nine hundred thousand dollar property. Yeah, yeah. I'm not the you know. I'm a sucker of a landlord. <laughs> I've never had a landlord like you. God bless you. And then, do you co-own rental property with someone else? Yeah, there, there's a few rental properties that um, my father owned, and our me and my siblings are now part owners in those since he passed, which okay. generates about another sixteen hundred dollars a month for me. Would you sell that $900,000 property or not? Um, if I needed to. You don't have to though. And you want to stay in your primary or do you want to, or could you move into your $900,000 rental? Um, I would want to stay in my primary. Okay, fine. But we don't have to worry about liquidating this. You've got plenty of money, I know. Uh, you should raise the rent a little bit. Uh, okay, so now we've got all this money. It's crazy. Well, I should say I do have, I have a, a brokerage account with... Mm. About sixty thousand dollars in it. That's in addition to when you said you had liquid. That the liquid, the three thirty, is that cash? Um, it's in treasury ladders, CD ladders, and some just in a high yield savings account. Oh, great! That's a nice chunk of moolah. What was the intention? Like live on that and um, for a couple of years, or for what, what? What? Why so much liquidity in there? Well, because, you know, on something I heard, you should have like three years of money liquid um, in retirement so that you don't have to pull from your investment accounts. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Three is more than I would say. I usually would say one to two. What do you suspect is your real spend per year? Because, I mean, if you were to retire... We're talking about you're going to work one full year and then retire June 2024, right? You'll have health care? I will. Oh, that's so good. Okay. Now, at that point, how much money do you need to live on? Um, I'm estimating $124,000 a year. Well, you're done. You're all set. You have 10 grand a month. Worst case scenario, if we can't convince you to work a little bit more, 10 grand a month from the pension. You got two grand a month from the from your uh, rental, $1,600 a month from the uh, other rentals. So, you know, it seems to me that you got $13,000, $13,600 a month pre-tax. That should kind of get you there, no? I think so. But so here's my question that I'm thinking about, right? Because in mm-hmm. listening to you guys, I've learned about IRMA and mm-hmm. trying to manage my taxes. <laughs> so prior to learning that, I was thinking, you know, the $250,000 I have in my 403B is like bonus money. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, starting to recognize required minimum distributions. And when that hits, like... Yeah, but you're not, that's not until you're 75. I know. But then I thought, well, wait a minute. Would it be smarter? Uh, first, I was thinking, let me, I'll start converting that to a Roth 
403B when I retire, retirement account, whatever you call it. Um, but then I was like, okay, taxes are changing. How do I make this all work? And am I going to put myself in a higher tax bracket? And then I thought, well, would it be smarter to delay my pension for a year and mm -hmm. my first year of retirement pull from my 403B and then get that extra 600 and some dollars a month by waiting a year? Yes. There you go. Mark's, I knew Mark was about to jump in there, so I'm not even looking at him. I just sort of sat back in my chair and said, here he goes, and maybe do it two years. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm sort of, I mean, there's a possibility here that you could, I mean, I don't know what these numbers are, but you could empty out the 403B, pay the tax that's due each of the next two years, use that money to live on, be done. Not, you don't even have minimum, you're done with your required minimum distributions. Fantastic. By the way, don't be putting any, like, you don't even need to worry about putting money into the 403B at this point for the next year. You work for another year, 24, right? And you're, it's June of 24. You don't really want to do this in the year 2024 because you're still making a lot of money. You could put, you could pull some money out, not a lot in that 20, the year of 2024. I would not take that pension probably till 26 and I would empty out the 403B. So I have been paying an extra thousand dollars a month on my mortgage. And Stop so, doing that immediately. I will tell you last month I didn't from listening to you it was my first time. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to pay extra this month. Listen, I want to tell you something. First of all, you're a wash in, um, in assets and right now, just keep your money on hand. The, I, I don't even know. You, how much longer do you have on the three and an eighth mortgage right now? Um, I have nine years left. Okay, calm down, please. I, I, You know what? I want to tell you something. I'm in the exact same place as you. I have like a little bit of like I have a couple hundred thousand dollars left on a mortgage. And I know that you're like, mm, I just want to pay it off. Just resist that. Resist that urge. I really think that your idea, you're, you see, you actually are so smart because essentially by the time you get to Medicare, cause you're going to have your health insurance, you're very lucky, right? Then once you switch to Medicare, we want you to make sure that there's like, there's not as much income. So fine. And if we need to make income disappear, by the way, you know, that rental income counts, you know, it does count towards Irma. I'm not saying it's like the worst thing in the world, but I bet you're in a pretty high tax bracket right now because you have your 180, you have the money from the your rental, and then you have the other rentals. So you must be in a in uh, 32%? Correct. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And you're California. So, I mean, I think that it would be great to be pop yourself down into the 24%. Is there some reason to keep the rental for your daughter? You know, it's my my father bought properties, fixed them up, and then rented them out. So it's mm -hmm. the mindset that I was raised with. You, when you buy some, when you buy property, you hold on to it. So yeah, that's the only reason. I mean, I don't know, Mark. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I, she's gonna. It sounds like she's gonna keep the rental properties, which whatever. I mean, it's not a lot of issues here. I mean, I, I would reduce that retirement account. It's a win win. I mean, you kind of you reduce or eliminate your RMDs, and your pension benefit continues to grow. Yeah, it's like a, it is like a you're like the opposite of Silicon Valley Bank. You have both sides of your balance sheet moving in the correct direction as opposed to Silicon Valley Bank, which had them moving in the wrong direction. So instead of a asset mismatch, you are perfectly asset matched, meaning your assets are rising and your liabilities will go down. And the liability is your tax liability. And that's a real liability. It's just not that much. And it's so awesome. The longer you can delay, the better 
you're going to be for this pension, but you can, you can float this. I actually think that we're talking about 26, but I don't know. We'll see before the pension fires up. And then anything you want, if you want to help your daughter pay for this, you can afford to do that. You really can. Increase that rent by at least $1,000. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. Is it a house or is there units in the house? No, it, it, it's a house. And, and there, I am increasing it. There are, you know rules in our county about how much you can increase a rent each year. So. Right. I've been so nice for the last 10 years and now it's going to bite me in the ass because I can't actually raise my rent because it's over a certain percentage. Like You are penalized for being a nice uh, landlady. If you sold that house for 900000 and invested it and, and got, you know, just say 6% a year, yeah, it's $4,500 a month. So you're definitely undercharging. Yeah. I mean, even if you just, even if we said 5%, 4%, you know, it's just that you are in a big market where I know the asset values have gone up quite a lot. All right. You're in great shape. Fantastic. I love this game plan. Do you have your estate documents done? I do, but I, I need to update them. I did them about 10 years ago. Yeah. When your daughter was like 13 years old and you're like, okay, who's going to take care of her? So now if she got all of your money in one fell swoop, would that be okay? Could she manage it? Um, yeah, I think she could. She's a pretty amazing young lady. Okay. All right. Well, keep, make sure you educate her about this because she is the heiress and that, you know, she knows what she's doing. So you're in amazing shape. I love this. Mark, you know, all I want to know is what is the pension benefit if she retires next year? This is your homework. Okay. You're in great shape. This is just for fun, but let us know. So Linda, if you said I retire in June of 24, and I do not work, I want to know what is the pension benefit in twenty in five years, in 2029 when you're 62. I would love to know what that max out number is. I will I will tell you what it is. I'll, I'll do it as soon as we're off this call. Okay, great. But you're in great shape. You're amazing. I'm so excited for you. I am so excited that yeah, my thought process was accurate and I am on top of the world. You are on top of the world. You are ready to rock and roll. What are you going to do for the next 35 years? Uh, whatever I want. <laughs> that is the best. We thank you so much for getting in touch with us. So if anyone else is listening and you have pension envy, believe me, we understand that. Mark and I always have pension envy. But if you've got a question about how to manage certain aspects of transitions, you can have a transition when you're 56, 46, or 36. It does not matter. But if you're wondering how to make a transition and how to build a game plan to make that transition, we'd love to hear from you. It's really one of my favorite questions. JillOnMoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. Don't forget to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. And of course, you must, must subscribe to our brand new service at Jill on Money Live tomorrow night. We are going to be starting our journey with all of you. The Jill on Money Live journey begins on March 30th, but you can join right this second. Okay, do something nice for someone else today. I know it will make that person feel good, and I guarantee it's going to make you feel good. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 